Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. Yeah, how how can you honestly say that anything is my conscience? Yeah, you got you, yeah, that that's your con that cricket's your conscience, I'm telling you. He's, he's telling you to do the right thing. No you keep, yeah, you keep trying to kill him. You can't you can't kill your conscience, man. You can't do it. You don't have- <laughs> that's why I have no conscience. I was gonna say he don't fucking have any. That's why I have no conscience. So did you uh did you like the picture I posted on the Halls of Horror staff page there, Jim? Yes. Now you see what Mr. Crinkles. That's a big boy. Yeah. Big titties. Yeah. I found up on my memories today on mm-hmm. Facebook a picture of Randy in his <laughs> Mr. Crinkles gimmick popped up. So I posted it on the uh, Halls of Horror staff page. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It was. Imagine being locked in a cage with him. That wouldn't be too bad. Nah. I think he might. I think he might violate you, though, Bill. Oh, I'd violate him right back. <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. Oh, yeah. So, uh, uh. yeah. Last week we did our, we did a, a visit to the haunted house, and that went that went really well. I it thought did, it, w- it did go well. I thought it was funny when I listened to the podcast. Uh huh. How everyone got all perky and talking when we started about when we started talking about playing with balls. Yes. It was like you know, <laughs> nobody shut up through that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, well, it's the kind of thing that, uh, you know, the Halls of Horror was known for playing with balls. Mm-hmm. But uh, we got one more weekend to go. Yeah, and I, I'm just sitting here thinking, I have such a busy weekend. Um, first, Bella's going to come through tomorrow night. Oh, cool. Uh, so we got the Halls, and then I got a soccer game in Jim Thorpe Saturday afternoon. Then I have to drive back to Summit Hill, pick up Bella, take her to the halls for Saturday night. And then Sunday morning, we have our charity coaches soccer game. Mm. And then the halls of horror Sunday night. Don't look at me like that. No, what do you mean? The coaches actually play? Yeah. It's just it's just the coaches. Oh, drink your Gatorade, man. <laughs> I almost I almost want to see this. We did it. We did it last year. We played it at uh, in the spring. We did. uh Oh, we did it at the Lehighton soccer field. I um, go ahead. And uh, we I forget how much money we raised for the pediatric unit in St. Luke's. I almost want to see this because I just want to see you get your fucking blub blub moving up and down. <laughs> <the soccer field>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't move that good. And, and they're like, Chris was like, you know, be there for eight, eight thirty. I got to contact Chris and tell him I don't think I'm getting there at eight, eight thirty after a fucking Saturday night shift at the halls of horror. No, don't bet on that. Um. Oh shit! I got a busy weekend too. I've been uh, well. I I spent most of the day today doing paperwork for you know you know the real job. Yeah. Um. They gave me. Uh, I'm in the middle of some shit for PPNL right now. <laughs> PPL's rebuilding, uh, mm. rebuilding their lines in certain spots, and I caught some of that work to uh, replace Verizon poles. In oh these my. areas, um, like the one I'm working on, I'm in the middle. I finished one today um, up in Shemokin Township off of 61. OK, OK. Shemokin. Yeah. Up in Shemokin Township off of 61. That's six poles that are being replaced. Mm. And I'm in the middle of another one now 
on uh, Commerce Road uh, in Pittston. Wow, that's a trek. 11 poles, okay? It's 11 poles being replaced, and they're putting 50-footers in for each one. I, I got a question. Sure. Why do they replace poles? Well, what's going on in this situation, like the Pittston situation, there's currently 35-foot or 40-foot poles there. And they're building, they're expanding an industrial park. Got you. So PPL is going to be building in new primary power lines. Got you. So I need to put heavier, uh, heavier, taller poles in for that. Yeah. Beefy. Yeah. I'm putting, <laughs> I'm, I'm putting 50 foot class twos in the whole lot, the whole run. Wow. Um, shit. There's some, and then I'm, I'm doing another one in Pittston. This one's going to suck because all of them are along Bear Creek Road, which is a state route. So I have to do a fucking pen dot permit for that. All of them. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and some of those I'm ended, I'm going to end up putting 55s in. Because there's already 50s there. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. 50 foot, uh, 55 foot class ones. Now, what do the classes mean? It's the width, the diameter of the poles. The bigger the number, the skinnier the pole. Got you. So one is your biggest. No. Zero? Double zero. Yeah. Double zero. Yeah, like like wiring. That's du- like yep. two aught. Yep. Double aught. I it, got you. Double aught would be like the biggest wooden pole that we would put in. Wow. Um, most of the stuff I put in is class two or class three. Um, a lot of what you see, like the ones going through the alley back here. Yeah. Those are class three or five, usually. Now, going back to what we talked about, was it two weeks ago? Now, now Verizon is paying to put the poles up. No. Okay. We're putting the poles in. Okay, Verizon's going to put the poles in, mm-hmm. but PPL is paying for it. Okay. And P- then they're also going to pay to rent them. Yes, PPL will be paying a rental fee on each of these poles. Got you. But, yeah, they're going to be they're going to be paying the like they're going to get a bill from Verizon. Yeah. Look, this is what it costs to do to put these poles in. And then we're going to get a bill for people. Yeah, that's the way it works. <laughs> hey, shit rolls that's, downhill. That's, yeah, trickle yeah. down, man. Trickle down. That's right. Shit rolls downhill. So did any of did either of you guys watch the uh, Fetterman Oz debate? I saw bits and pieces of it. <sighs> Same uh, here. Just from like people commenting it on YouTube. Same here. And eh. I, my my dad, who was a strong Democrat, actually texted me and says, this is absolutely horrible. Well, I saw a lot of that, too. Uh, people saying that it was, you know, about Fet- Fetterman shouldn't have been up there. And th- let's be I don't know if any of you have had family members that had strokes. Yes. The you know, the, the auditory processing problems mm-hmm. are are absolutely fucking real and you know getting trying to get your your words out are real and i th- personally from what i saw i didn't think i don't think fetterman did a terrible job considering you know he's f- literally less than six months removed from a stroke yeah the thing that the thing that really got me kind of ticked um is when you know, here's a guy that's running for Senate for the state of Pennsylvania. Right. We haven't seen him since the stroke. We haven't really, he hasn't really answered any questions, anything like that. 
And he came out and he did that and people got to see, you know, what happened. Well, the next day, the, the, the <laughs> people are going, why would his team put him out there and put him through that? Well, you know what? You're doing a disservice to the voters if you don't put him out there. To True. see, to see, you know, I I can see it from both sides. Yeah, I, I really can see it from both sides. Um, but you know, I thought from what I saw, I thought Fetterman didn't do a terrible job considering considering everything that he's gone through. The way the way I looked at it, I mean, going into all this, I mean, we had a president at one point, FDR, who had fucking polio. Yeah. Yes, and hit it. Yeah, so it's like, you know, yeah. And also, uh, I saw some other commenters talk about Winston Churchill. Yeah, who had a lot of problems. Yes. Well, he had, he had yeah yeah he had tons of things going on with him. A lot and, of neurological issues. Yeah. So you know, it's it's I don't think it's fair to call weakness to anybody. You know. Well, I mean, I I, I mean everything everything. It, I don't know the debate would have settled anything one way or the other. I don't think it would have either. I think it was it, it seemed to be like this big schoolyard thing where it was like, hey, we're asking for a debate. He keeps saying no. Why does he keep saying no? I said, you know why he's saying no? Stop being an asshole about it. Well, that that was my feeling. He said, OK, well, now he said, yes. Oh, we're just going to continue being an asshole about it. Well, that's that's what it really seemed like to me. Well, yeah. You I know mean, what I mean? That it's just it was not it was not needed. It was not, you know. It was definitely it, needed. It, it, I don't think it and was. And it should have been done weeks ago before early voting started. You see, now, yeah. I, if if you're going to hold, um, if you're going to hold the stroke and the lingering effects of the stroke against Fetterman, then we need full disclosure on the health histories of mm -hmm. every fucking candidate. And you're not wrong. And you know, you know, personally. Even before he even before he moved into Pennsylvania specifically to run for a, a, a Senate seat, I thought Dr. Oz was a piece of shit. <laughs> I thought Dr. Oz was a piece of shit. Oh, this miracle cure. Fuck you. Nothing will help you lose weight except for reduce your calorie intake and exercise. Diet and exercise. None of your fucking pills, asshole. Fat burning drug. Fuck you. But anyway, that's enough politics. Damn yeah. right. <sighs> I went to Wegmans. No, no, oh, no, God, no, no. Oh, here we go. No, okay, no. no. It's, it, no. it's not as bad as you guys think, Wait, though. Did you take the bag? I, I didn't take the bag. Oh, However, I took, I took two giant bags. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I go there, and I'm already pissed off. Of course, just, just to go there. Pick up the bread. And then I go up to the register and I'm throwing them in the giant bags. And I'm literally just putting the giant bags so the giant logo is out. Nice. Right? Yeah, yeah. So then it comes up. Hey, how many bags did you use? Zero. Next screen up. Would you like to donate to motherfucker? Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like that South Park episode. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's a, it's a, there's a South Park episode. Where um, it was like when they started to gentrify South. Park. Oh yeah, I think I was actually still watching it. And then. they had they they got a Whole Foods. Oh okay. okay. They got a Whole Foods, <laughs> and Randy Randy Marsh is shopping at Whole Foods, oh. and every time it's asking him if he wants to donate a dollar for starving kids. Oh my god! And then eventually it gets to the point where you have to pull the sandwich out of the starving kid's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> 
It's it's no. so fucked up. Oh my god. So I got all the bread in the giant bags. And then the woman, like still the same woman, I think, she comes up and she like thanks me. What the fuck are you thanking me for? Not only, and I'm walking out of here with the your your you know competitor plaster across. Fuck you. Nice. <laughs> that that is some seriously fucking Eric level passive aggressive shit, did, man. Did I gotta. You, did I gotta, you make a donation though? No, I didn't make a oh. fucking donation. That's why I take my own goddamn bags. <laughs> Me and everybody else too. They didn't even have any bags there. If I wanted a bag, I couldn't have had it. They were out of bags. See, that's then it's working. Look at all those bags. That, look at all the money they're donating. No, everybody. You you shut me off. No, you're you're still there. I just cut you down a little bit. Oh, well you cut me down a lot. I can't hear me. <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> Bitch, I can't hear. <laughs> Bitch, clean your ears. You got ears. <laughs> oh, fucking a. Oh, oh so before we get into <laughs> what we want to talk about, um, Jesse and I uh, did a trade in the fantasy football league, right? Oh. Collusion, alleged collusion, alleged. Um. He traded me Darren Waller and Matt Ryan for Derek Carr because he needed a backup quarterback. Uh huh. And uh, I forget who the hell else I sent him. He could have asked me for Jimmy G. But uh, no, hang on. So I send him Derek Carr for Matt Ryan. Yes. And icing on the cake, I get fucking Darren Waller in, on the trade too. But <sighs> Matty Ice is benched. Yeah, literally an hour after I accept the fucking no. trade. <laughs> no. Matt Ryan got benched. Oh, my but, God. But uh, it's all good. Josh Allen had his bye week, so I've got a quarterback for the rest of the season. Oh. But I did drop Matt Ryan, and I picked up the MILF hunter, Zach Wilson. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, I don't know which one's worse. But, no, I don't need him. I, I, I bar- Barring some something happening to Josh Allen, yeah. I'm good at quarterback. Yeah. I'm fucking golden. Now, in another league, I had to set my starter for my normal starter because I have Justin Herbert, and the Chargers are on their bye. Got you. So, in that league, Derek Carr is starting for me this week. <laughs> but, but on a good note, see, uh, New Orleans secondary is banged up. Yeah. And Carr always plays good against New Orleans. And, well, that's, that's my dilemma right now because I got, I got Stafford – and I got the oh shit, who's the guy from Minnesota, quarterback? Uh, Kirk Cousins. I got Cousins, but I also got Jimmy G, and he's playing the Rams this week. And he always plays. The Niners always play up to the Rams for some reason. Homer. Well, it's a division. Homer. Homer. It, it, well, no, it's a div- it's a division rival. I'll give him that. I, what happened? No, they do play up all the time. They he, do. He usually I, yeah. has a good game yeah. against yeah. them. Yeah, you, you. But you need that 49ers on your team. Homer. Yeah, Homer. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, I had to pick him up. <laughs> I had. I'm lucky Lance got hurt because when I looked at my quarterbacks, I'm like, "Fuck, they both had the same bye week." <laughs> Hang on. Sp- uh, speaking of uh, fantasy football, I see our other illustrious co-host, Mr. Miller. Uh, I see Jim, uh, Bill finally got smart and put fucking Josh Jacobs in his lineup. When? Who? You, dummy. This week? Yes. Well, yeah, he set to score more points. What? <laughs> Three weeks in a row, he's put up right twenty Wait, plus. Just hold on a second. I set my lineup based on the projected points. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I most certainly because, do. Because if you would have, you would have had Jacob starting last week too. 
No, he, he for some I, I would I always put in the high point scorers. That's what I do. So how did oh. it how did it feel to have thirty six and a half points sitting on your bench? I don't remember. I don't know why. <laughs> he don't look at his bench. I don't. I, I barely look at the football, man. I set it and forget it, man. You know what I hate every single week after after you lose, you know you go into the app, you know and. Let's see how you did this week. Oh, sorry, you lost. Oh, you don't get the celebration stuff? You got to win more like yeah, I do. Yeah, you got to win. Well, I did. You got to win. Oh, <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. As, uh, as the commissioner of this league, I have a serious issue with the way that tiebreakers are determined. It, how can you have a fucking issue? You said it. Uh, no, ESPN said Bullshit. it. Bullshit. ESPN You're said it. Because you are currently, Bill, you're currently sitting atop of our division. Damn. Oh, because the tiebreaker, the first tiebreaker is not not head to head. It's it's points. points. Well, that's wrong. I (laughs) fucking beat him. I know that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck is both. (laughs) I'm going in to see if I could change that. No, you can't. No, no. Watch me. No changing. Watch me. You can't change mid. Look at this guy. Watch me. Sounding like me now. No, 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 no. I do what I want. <laughs> you can't change. You can't change in the middle. I've already won. Sure, I can. You're yeah. no, no. I'm gonna beat you again. No. Yes. No, my team's a lock. No. I mean, I look at some of the slack magazines you have in this league that don't even know when a bye week comes up. It's like, oh, I'm just gonna play. I don't know. My brother-in-law. <laughs> I had I had my brother, the Bills Mafia. Yeah. I played him this past week. Yeah. The Bills were on the bye. Mark didn't fucking take any of his Bills players out of the lineup. Good. Let's hope you don't listen to this. Yeah. No, I'm playing him this week, and he got a guy on a bye sitting in, I think, the running back position. I'll text him. See? That's the, that kind See, of that's, bullshit. That's collusion. That's, no, it's not. It's just, no, what it should happen is it should automatically fill the lineup. No. No. What do you mean, no? No. no. It's not, it should I'm, not. No. I am not. I am not. No. Not you, it. No, I am. No, No. it should not. If you can't be bothered to set your lineup, you deserve to lose. Then why did he even join? Why didn't you text him last week? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Oh, here we go. Because didn't I just say if you don't set your lineup, you deserve to lose? And you just said you're going to text him this week. Well, I don't like you. Yeah. That's not fair. That's not fair. But if he loses, that's cool. (laughs) It's very cool. (laughs) What an asshole. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're an asshole. <laughs> I think no. he was talking to you on that I'm looking, one. I, I, I'm looking straight across the table at you, Bill. <laughs> I I have plausible deniability. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we discussed that already. <laughs> yeah, plausible deniability is a good thing. So we are going to talk in keeping with the like the Halloweenish theme. Um, well, it's not really a theme, but. You know, it's, it's the season. The season. The season. Spooky season. Bill sat and revisited the entire Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Yeah, I deep dove it in like almost a week. Yeah, it, <laughs> the nice thing. <laughs> see, the nice a nice idea would have been to say, "Hey, uh, I'm diving. I'm watching all of the Nightmare on Elm Street. Why don't you guys watch them in preparation for Thursday? That would have been instead a great of fuck, idea. Instead of fucking Tuesday." I watched all the Nightmare on Street movies. Whoa, I wasn't thinking about doing it. I was going to just talk about them generally. I didn't think we were going to just, you know, but but fuck you is fine. I said to him on the way over, that's that's why I mentioned about Jimmy. Yeah. Because me and him watched them probably about a year and a half ago. And the kids, he's like a fucking sponge. 
He would have remembered all this fucking goofy shit. Me, I'm going to sit here like a fucking lump. No, but well, we that, start, that's we, yeah, they normal. When we start yeah, talking about the movies, I think you'll remember some shit from them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So And I, and I chronologicalized them, and and I ranked them. From, oh. well, there's only eight. Oh, you're not counting New Nightmare? Or No, that is counting New Nightmare. Okay, that's counting New Nightmare, but you're not counting the reboot then. No, because I actually... The changes they made to the reboot, to the origin story of Freddy, are upsetting to the point where I don't even want to see it. I'm not talking the cast. I'm not talking, you know, the, the, the makeup or all that other stuff. Yeah. I mean, they made him a full-on child molester. Well, that's what he was originally intended to be. But he wasn't. You, you, well, in the West, underlying. In Wes, in Wes Craven's original story. In the original story, yes, but that's not what we got. And we got a character that we could actually get behind killing people, which is what you want. <laughs> no, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I mean, you, you know, you don't you don't watch Halloween, Friday the 13th. You don't watch slasher movies to see people get away. No, you want to see him die. That is what. And however, I think that went a bit too dark. I don't want to want I don't want to see Henny Youngman killing people. Well, Henny Youngman. What the fuck? Freddie became a fucking comedian. In uh, actually, well, we'll discuss that because after watching all of them, I think that's overrated. Not really, but let's start. Yes, really. Hmm. Okay, so I. So starting. Wow. So starting in about 1984, I think. Yes, 84 yes. was the first one. Yeah, the, and that is I. I still rank that OG number one. That was the top. It has to be the top, no matter what. It is the first. I'll disagree. Okay, okay, but you have you know Jay. I'm not. No, no. God, fucking. That's that's later on down the franchise. <laughs> Freddy comes on. He's a menace. He's cutting himself up. He's not joking around. He's not fucking about. You know. Correct. He's murdering in the most gruesome fashion. So much. So much blood. Yep. For, well, I will. Okay, I will give there you. Was, there was a whole Jump Street of Johnny Depp blood in there. See, I I will give you that the that you know Freddy, uh, Freddy and Nightmare One. Mm -hmm. There's no comedy. No, you're there's correct. no comedy, and that is the one thing about that move about Nightmare One that I will put it above the others for is you know. Robert England played it completely straight. There's no fucking, there's no one-liners. It's you know, he's it's a slasher film. Yes. Yep. It's a slasher film. For pure entertainment value, I won't rank it my favorite, but same here. I'm not ranking it my favorite, but you I'm said ranking it was number it, one. It has to be. It's the original. No. No. It has. It has to be. The, you can't not have the original as number one. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Well, fuck you. It's my numbering system. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. But I'm disagreeing with you. Okay. All right. Fine. Your opinion can be wrong. But anyway. My opinion is never wrong. But the special effects from Tina in the body bag being dragged around. Yeah. And turning into mush. The hanging seat. I mean, it's, it's just wonderful to, to just. And a, a nice good body count, too. Like, almost everybody dies. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you have your. The, all the kids die, mm -hmm. or so we think, until the very end of the movie. Yeah, except for Nancy. Yeah, but no, they all died. Yeah, there wasn't we, a, that. That ending sequence was 
that ending sequence was put together because they didn't like the original ending. Okay. So that was not. Yeah, that wasn't. Really? Yes, they 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 want the original ending was supposed to be. Um, I guess she goes out to the car, and I guess the car becomes Freddy. And you know, but they, you know, nobody liked the original ending. And New Line couldn't afford the special yeah. effects to do it. Oh yeah, yeah, they fucked that whole <laughs> ending up, and it became like a dream sequence. And when the mother gets dragged through the doorway, oh god, terrible fucking. Yeah, but Wes Craven had nothing to do with that. All that was shot after the fact by another director. Oh boy. And like, well, that's part of the reason Craven didn't come back. Yeah. So that's like the movie. Was I think is supposed to stop, for the most part, at the va- last scene. Yeah, with her waking up and then, but still everything happened. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The ending was, you know, and the ending could have been better. I mean, they could they could have done better with the ending, because I like the car. Look, for it being your number one, you're finding a lot of flaws here. Oh, I find flaws with everything. The car turning in with the the hood having a. I did say it wasn't the best. Yeah, the rooftop, the 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 convertible roof being yeah. the orange and or yeah. the red and green. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, that that may if they would have had the front end like burnt or something like that, you know, I don't know, a little bit more effort put into that than yeah. they did. Then look like a dream sequence, but it was it was a good now. And also, I don't think they were thinking there was going to be more of these. No, I don't think they were either. But the reality of it is the body count. In Nightmare Three or in Nightmare One mm-hmm. is three. Well, the mother, Glenn, uh, the uh, okay. Tina, okay, four, and the Greaser, F- Rod. Yeah, forgot his name. I want to call him Trillo because that was his character in Wildcats. Right. Now, okay, oh, the God. the body count is four. Yeah. Four. Four. So you're saying, oh, it's a great body count? No, it doesn't. No, it's four. No, it's not. Well, it's not a. It's not a. It's not a, a Friday the Thirteenth body count where we're in the dozens, or even a Saw body count. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, Saw. Yeah, the first Saw. I don't think had any body count, but. But I mean, the Nightmare movies don't all have. They don't have a high body count each. If you want to, if you want to start, believe me. Oh yeah. Wait, I'm so. What do you mean the first Saw didn't have a body count? Well, you just had, um, um, uh, Prince Wesley. In one corner, and then the other guy in the other corner. We had the guy in the razor blades. With no, the first saw was just two guys yes. in the bathroom. No, 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 no. There are flashbacks to other traps. Yes. Oh well, that's a flashback. You can't count the flashbacks. Well, yes, you do. It's still it, dead it's people. Not, <laughs> it's still dead. It's still it's still part of the death count. All right. Well, I I haven't really seen all of all. Saw. Then you have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. But I can still talk about it. No, you can't. <laughs> I'm letting you two yahoos in on the on the Freddy thing. I've seen them all, Dick. Richard, thank you. Richard's <laughs> <laughs> name, Senor Panis. <laughs> all right, let's move on to Nightmare Two. Right, Nightmare Two: Freddy's Revenge. Dun dun dun. This one I ranked five. Out of, well, out, out of like one through eight. Yeah, like the I, the I, fifth best. I okay. understood that. He understood. <laughs> so, yeah, this is uh, the one that came back. It was st- and was still pretty good after watching them all. Yeah, I I honestly always thought this one was the worst. Oh fuck, far from it. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a, I, I it's see. I never thought this was the worst. I thought it was like uh, 
kind of a departure. Kind of, but not really. I mean, he had, they had a good storyline how he had to come back. And he came back in the new owners of the house. Right. And who had, who had to, you know, basically, you didn't know who was doing the killing. I'd be fucking suing my real estate agent. <laughs> well, the best thing is, when we were talking about that before I watched it, and they actually mentioned in the movie, it's like, did you know about the, the, the murders? How do you think I got it at such a low price? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was like, that's fucking awesome. Oh, God. That's fucking awesome. I mean, you, you, the father knew what the, but this also introduces another theme of the adults versus the kids. Right. Because it seems like it's a running theme throughout these movies that the adults do not believe the kids ever. Right. It doesn't matter what happens. Even though, like, if you go back to Nightmare One, it was Nancy's mom and, and dad yep. and the rest of the parents that fucking killed Freddie yep. in the first place. Yep. And, and didn't nobody believe anybody what was going on. Well, this one, you got the I mean, the, the bird explodes in the living room. Yeah. And the father is blaming Jesse and saying he put he put gunpowder in him. That's what he did. It's like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. it's like, don't you see something fucked up's going on, man? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you got it. You got uh, Jesse's sister with the Fu Man fingers. Oh, God, that was awesome. like. <laughs> Yeah, some oh. of the great yeah, the callbacks in this, and then of course the the lightning bolt comes through the window and explodes the dishes, and it's like, how do you explain that? It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's the under the Undertaker. Yeah, it was so like there was so many you know the toaster toasts and it's unplugged, and it's like, but the father just wasn't he's just not seeing anything. No, it's like he had such. I felt the whole movie was almost like a dream sequence. But but and then but then he puts the bars back on the windows. No, he took them off. He didn't. He never put them on. He was he, he just took him off. Oh, okay. Hmm. What was it? What movie did they put the bars they didn't, back they on the windows? They never put them back on the windows. Okay. okay. That uh, uh, yeah, the house was featured in every single movie. Yeah. But it was only featured lived in in the first two. Correct. Okay, so all right, so that's one of those uh one of those Mandela Mandela effect yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cuz I and I was he was taking them off and because it's like everybody's rumors about the house and somebody died here and they're talking about and I don't know. It was funny because Jesse, I don't know if he was popular or unpopular because a woman he's fighting with with um, the another douchebag in the film. Yeah. But then the friends. Yeah. It was very confusing. The social dynamics. There's there's a lot of confusion in that movie. Yeah. Not just the social dynamics, but all of the all of the other things that are go- like the underlying elements in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like you, you've got the weird the weird sexual tension between the redheaded girl and Jesse. Yeah. You know, when he's obviously, you know, he's obviously a gay dude. No, no, he's, he's, I mean, they, they didn't, I, I, I was looking for a lot of that. They didn't really have it just for that. The coach thing, everything else seemed kind of normal. Nah, I don't know. Well, once again, maybe it may be a Mandela effect. Thing. Yeah. I just think it's over time. This is the kind of stuff that everybody just remembers the glaring stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was some of the effects are pretty good. Um, I thought that, um, but this is one that really, you could not tell dream from reality. It kept blurring the line. Right. Totally. One minute Freddy's in reality. Next minute. He's not next, minute everyone can see him. Then they can't. Yeah. And nobody's dreaming. And this, uh, this, uh, one thing we got to talk, we got to mention, uh, there's no Nancy 
Yes. In this movie. Correct. Yeah. Heather Langenkamp yes. is not in this there movie. There is nobody. A, the only thing that was in the movie from the first movie was the house. Yes. But and the house was in every movie. And Froderick. Yeah. Those are the only two constants in this movie. Right. So this was like, this was that one of those. It, it's almost like when you look at the whole franchise, this was like the one off. Because the rest of them follow a, a storyline. Yeah, they really do. Kind of, yeah. All right, so let's move on to three. Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. I ranked this a two. This had a fucking great soundtrack. This this is uh, my favorite. This is my favorite Nightmare and movie. And yeah, Heather Langenkamp is back. Yep. Yeah. Now she's like a, a counselor. Yep. Yeah, but the same character. Yep. She's back as Nancy. And this one takes place in a mental hospital, correct? Kind of. Yeah. It's um, like a like a home for for troubled kids. Yeah. Yeah. Then a group of kids that are trying and because because a lot of these suicides and murders are happening. Yes. And no one can kind of figure anything out. But the kids are all talking about this dream stalker. Yep. But again, the adults do not believe them. Except Nancy. Yeah. Nancy yes. believes them. And he she, you know, explains what's going on. And this um, uh, can't remember the actress's name that played the main. Her brother is in a, a lot of stuff. I know. In Idiocracy. He was in Scream. Yeah. Oh my god, oh my god! Hang on, he was the, he was the cop in Scream. He was married to oh uh, oh Rosanna Arquette. Oh, Rose- yeah, that's it. No, Her not last Rosanna name was Arquette. Arquette. Yeah, not Rosanna Arquette. But it wasn't Rosanna. But but yeah, but she played that. And everybody in the movie, I mean, it, they just the the kills were good. You know, you got a ma- you introduce Amanda Kruger, and they start introducing the lore of what Freddy is. Yep. You know, the the son of a thousand a hundred maniacs. Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Yes. Patricia Arquette. Her, yeah. Her 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 brother's David Arquette. Yes. Yeah. And this and this. I mean the the Lawrence Fishburne was in it. Yes. You know. Yep. And um, just again, great movie and everything. You know, they're doing everything right, and then they shut the whole program down. But this is where they introduce everybody has a dream power and they can invade each other's dreams. Yeah. This is almost like the start of a trilogy. Yeah, you know there was a there was a definite trilogy in the middle here, and this was the start of it, and I just I mean the sound the soundtrack alone was like just killer. And when Freddie sees Nancy again, just as like you, you know, <laughs> like it's yeah, like, it's like it brings it into focus again. Oh shit, he remembers her right <laughs> because she she was Nancy was the one yep. that you know that fucking kicked his ass and on his own terms. Yep. So it was again a great. Uh, that was another great movie. And then, of course, they found a new way where they had to get rid of Freddy. You know, so this time I think to get rid of him. was They had to take away all his power, all the energy that they. Was that it? No, this was the burial. Was just the burial. In the, they had in to the bury. Jump. They had to bury the bones. Bury the bones. That's right. They that's had to right. Consecrate the bones. That's right. Because Nightmare One was Nancy had to take away all yeah. the all the all power. Energy. She gave yeah. And um, in Nightmare Two. It was love. It was Jesse's love for Lisa who got rid of Freddie. Lisa, Lisa. It was the the, the literal power of love. It's a curious thing. And in this one, they just buried the bones (laughs) in a junkyard. Well, spread them. I love it. The the, the scene where the guy goes into the church, he dips a whiskey bottle in the the holy water. Uh And then it starts taking the cross off the wall. And the priest catches him. And says, I'm sorry. I, I, I'll give it back. All right, take my wallet. And he just runs out. <laughs> yeah. It's like you could get a crucifix anywhere. You didn't need to just, you know, take it right from right from there. Why not? 
This movie had one of my favorite all-time kills, though, in the series. Which one? The one where he was playing the puppet master. Yep. Oh, the yeah. The marionette. The marionette one. The freaking window. Yeah. Yep, that was a good one. Yep. And then uh, you had the kid in the wheelchair. Yep, and he was a de- the dungeon master. Yep, the dungeon master. And he was, you know, and his dream power was he was a wizard. Yep. And, uh, the the then, punk rock chick. Yep. Uh, and then uh, oh, that's he, another that's, one of my favorite yeah, kills with Freddy oh, when, the, the when his fingers turned into the hypodermics. Yeah. Because she's yeah. a reformed junkie. What a rush. Yeah. yeah. And then and the girl that got hit in the TV. But this is where all the one-liners started yeah. coming in. Yes. Yep. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah, oh, that is, was a TV smash. Yep. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is where, like, everybody, like, you know, and it became, like, you know, just like every action star like Schwarzenegger and all that at the time, you say a catchphrase before you kill. Yeah. Or not a catch. You just have to say a witty line. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And he, and he did it with almost every one of them. Right. You know, but still, it was a, I, I think this was just, and to me, the soundtrack is what kind of puts it over the top. Just... And the videos that they did, this is where Freddy was almost like mainstream enough. The the video for the theme song, the video for Dream Warriors mm-hmm. by Dokken, oh, yeah. was so fucking great. Yep. Because yep. you have like Freddy at the end waking up and he's got a doll and you know, yeah. he's sleeping with a with a doll and what a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- yeah, that was that was a that was a great that was a fun one to rewatch again. I love yeah. I love Dream Warriors. Good stuff. Very good stuff. Now let's move on. What's number four? Number four was the Dream Master. Okay, the Dream Master. Yeah. Now this one, um, Patricia Arquette did not return to reprise her role. Right. They got another actress to do it, but she still had the dream power of pulling people in. Right. Which now, of course, she keeps dreaming about the boiler room, and that reawakens Freddy. Uh Okay. And she passes her dream power off to Alice, who to pull more people into the dreams because. She's the last of the Elm Street kids. Right. So she's now going to pull more people into into the... I can't even hear now. Even. What are you doing to me? You're killing me. You're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. Killing me, Smalls. I'm back in the... I just backed the headphone All volume right. down a little. All right. So, but... Um, so she's... The new actress is in there. All the actors from three died. Oh, and I ranked this one third. This is right above it. Yeah, and all the and most of the actors from the first one, Joey, Kincaid, and the girl died. Yeah, you know, almost. And it was funny. There was a story that the guy that played Kincaid, he was more or less kind of like bragging up, you know, to all his friends. He's in this movie and all that. And then he told them, you know what? Don't even buy a ticket for it because I'm I'm dead, you know, in the first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Freddie comes back. From flaming dog piss, yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, a junkyard dog <laughs> literally okay. pisses fire on where they buried Freddy's bones in the junkyard, and then the bones pop up, if I remember correctly, like the skeleton. Well, no, no, he reformed. The skeleton fought in in Dream. Okay, Dream Warriors, but it was the silliest way to bring him back. Yeah, but I mean, what are you gonna? He's back, you know. They got to keep explaining how this thing won't die. Right. Why won't you die? Uh, But, and yeah, and then of course Alice goes on and then there's just some of the weird, now the the kills start getting weird. Yeah. Turning the girl into the insect. Yes. Sucking the air out of the asthmatic. (laughs) Yeah. And then like her, she turns, she's just like completely is desiccated. Yeah. You know, she's a husk. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean the the kills now, and once again, 
Uh, and the yeah. you got the one-liners because yep. like when you got what the sucks the air out of the asthmatic girl want to suck face. Yeah. So there's yeah the one-liners are there for every one of them. Yep. Uh, it doesn't doesn't matter which one. This one I think had the most titty. Tete. <laughs> yes, because when Joey died, the woman in the bed, uh huh, her breasts were exposed, and in the very end, one of the 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 souls in Freddie's chest. Like full chest comes out. Yeah, but only you would do a titty count in a movie. You got no. You want to instead fuck the death count in the in the uh, Friday the Thirteenth series. Do a titty count in oh Friday God, the Thirteenth yes. series. Yeah, no, there's yeah, there's they just insert them no matter what. But that that's the thing is Friday the Thirteenth started the trope of sex equals death. Yes. I thought Halloween did that because weren't they making out on the couch in Halloween? No, they were banging upstairs. Yeah, but I mean, really brought it to the forefront. Yes. Yeah, they both, they've all kind of. Yeah, they've all, they've all, they've all bastardized each other. Yeah, it's like any kids having fun, whether you're smoking weed, drinking the alcohol, <laughs> or hitting the pooty tang, you're gonna die. <laughs> you want to die? Sign your pity on a runny kind. Yeah, so this way, this time, I think, uh, yeah, the Dream Master, Alice is the Dream Master. Yes. And she basically gets rid of Freddy by, I'm trying to, oh, yeah, by showing him his reflection. Yeah. And uh, and reciting a poem. Mm. Was it one of Rick's poems? No, no, it was a, just like, now I lay me down to sleep, and then a few more. It's like, eh, it was a weak poem. Now I lay me down to rest, the stack of books upon my chest. The, the best... The funniest trivia, the one of the co-stars in this movie was named Dan. Dan. And he played a character named Dan. Uh-huh. And he felt that they must think I'm a terrible actor if they're not even going to give me a different name. <laughs> Rose- <laughs> <laughs> well, we call you Roseanne, Rosanna, Dan. It's like, oh. it's like, your name is Dan. It's like, Danhausen? No, not Dan. Oh, Dan. Oh, God. Freddy versus Danhausen. Let's make that. Let's let, let's let's oh let's, let's let's contact Danhausen and get on that. Yeah. Freddie versus Danhausen. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it was it wasn't it was a good second half of the movie. I mean, second part. But Jesus Christ, again, it was it was all over the place with like where yeah. reality and and dreams were, and sometimes and I love it. Like whenever somebody just closes their eyes and jerks himself awake. As we've all done at some point. Yes. Oh, they're fucking asleep. Yep. <laughs> now yeah. they're, they're asleep. Yep, they're done. <laughs> yep, they're done. <laughs> they're dead. They're dead. All right, moving on. We got number five. That would be the dream child. Yes. Correct? What I felt is the absolute trash bag worst of all the fucking movies. <laughs> this one was a god awful train wreck to watch. Okay. Everything about it. Everything. First off, Alice is no longer a redhead. She's now a blonde. Okay. <laughs> Same actress? Same actress. Okay. Well, have you not heard of Box Life? Yeah, but what? Okay. This. Ha- have you not heard of going to the salon? Yes, but there's no reason given for it. it there doesn't have to be. There doesn't have to be. If Lisa goes and gets her hair done. It does, it does have to be. No. 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 If Lisa goes and gets her hair did. Do you say why'd you do that for? All right, first off, this is the it just takes place directly after the the last one. Okay. Do you, it doesn't hold the fuck on. All right. 
So so Alice Jesus is now Christ. dating Dan. Okay. And has a whole bunch of new friends. You got a problem with that? Well, all, her, all, no. her, all the other friends died, so she had to get new ones. Yes. Yeah, but that's the yeah. Would you want to be a friend of the kid who everyone dies around them? Yes. <laughs> they might need. They 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 probably need a, a helping hand. I'm getting this manic. <laughs> <laughs> you want to suck face? Thank you for saying it before I had to. No, both of you <laughs> suck ass. No, but the, the the special effects and cinematography were awful. What year did this one come out? I don't know. Oh, you didn't write them down. I didn't write down years, oh. but this one all this is where people are being dragged into the dreams. But uh-huh. Alice isn't doing it, even though Alice has the power. Right. All right. Well, it turns out Alice is pregnant, and it's the baby doing it because the baby's dreaming. Right. Ah, oh, that's right. All right. Now, okay, they mm-hmm. when the baby is in the dream, he's about ten years old. And Jesus Christ, babies can't form complex sentences and thoughts. He's ten. <laughs> no, no, he's a baby. He's a few. He's a few weeks old in the womb. You said no. in the dream he's ten. Right, but he's I in understand. the womb. Uh, he's, he's saying the thought process. Even though in the baby's dream, the baby's dream, the baby thinks he's a ten-year-old kid. How do you know? How do I know what? How do you know he's not having these advanced thoughts? Because. In the womb, they can't have it. You can't have advanced. How, how do you know how to speak before you've been taught to speak? <laughs> He's not wrong. He's, you know. How do you know? I don't. It, I, are, are, are you an obstetrician? Are you a pediatri- pediatrician? You're an obstinate fuck, is what you are. <laughs> anyway, no, but also they did a lot of MC Escher photography with the stairs going every which way. Yeah. Which is like, oh, fuck up. It's like, knock it the hell off. And it's like, three people died. And those are the three people that kill Freddy in the end. Okay. Because, huh? okay, Freddy had to be reborn through Amanda Kruger again. And it has a little Freddy baby. Uh, wait, isn't... Oh, no, no, no. I'm thinking one of the... Friday the 13th. Yeah, and he grew up He grew up as a Freddy baby in his old clothes. And his old... This is the one with Alice Cooper in it, too, isn't it? No. That, that's next. Okay. But Jesus, this was a fucking awful way to end the series. This ended the trilogy pretty much. That, yeah. And it's like, Jesus Christ. It was, it was just a wreck from every which way. But loose. You know, and Amanda <laughs> Kruger actually, you know... Um, kills Freddy. His own, his own poor mother. You know, but it, the, the whole movie was just awful. And again, it always ends on like a weird note that is not uh, done. Yeah, because now we fast forward into the future. There's Alice with the baby, and in the background, there's the fucking kids jumping rope, singing one, two, three. Jesus yeah. Christ. How to hell? There's always a cliffhanger at the end of each one. <laughs> but it's like, my God. Well, yeah, they got to milk the last blood out of that cash oh, cow. Oh, they, they milk it. They milk it. All right. Number six. This is Freddy's Dead, the final, the final nightmare. Yeah, so we thought. Yes. Freddy's Dead. And it's, uh, oh, man. This, no actors from the, any, this all new cast of actors. Except for Robert Englund. Yeah, but he's the only one that ever really kind of redoes anything, but. 
The only constant. Yeah, the only, the only constant. And this time, pretty much all of Springwood is he's killed every kid. Right. But he can't leave Springwood. Now they've established that canon. He cannot. He can't leave Springwood, so he lets the last kid escape with amnesia. I remember this movie now. And and somehow every town has an Elm Street. Yeah. The kid tracks down Freddie's daughter. It's like of all the homeless shelters you could have <laughs> ended up in, you happened to end up in the one Freddy Krueger's daughter is working at. How does he even know where she works if you can't fucking leave Springwood? I it's just I mean Oh, it's just a good coincidence, that's all. Yeah, it's 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 a <laughs> contrived damn but also it's another one where they keep breaking through dreams and reality with this broken glass effect. Yeah. Which is what the fuck? It's like it's confusing, but I ranked this one sixth because I was running out of numbers. <laughs> <laughs> They have to all go somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, they track him down. And once again, as in the first one, to kill him, they pull him into reality. Right. However, this one was also shot uh, the last, I'd say, 20 minutes in 3D. That's okay. right. This is the one that I, this is the only one that I saw in the theaters. Because this was when I was a. This came out when I was a sophomore, junior. It had to, yeah. It was they were all, I think, in the eighties, ninety, ninety, maybe eighty nine, ninety. Because I remember I was going visiting colleges, and we stopped in Dubois because I was going out. I was going out towards Pittsburgh. Dubois, Dubois town. No, Dubois, Dubois, but it's called Dubois in PA. It's right off the interstate, going out west. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, but it, they did 3D effects, and they did the cheesy 3D effects where they just start, everything has to come to the audience. Yes, yes. I hated watching it because it's like, they pick up a baseball bat with nails in it. Yes. And just have to, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You remember what, yeah, the, the Friday the 13th 3D movie was terrible Yes. As well. Jaws 3D? Terrible. Oh. Terrible. I always remember SCTV. Used to do a bit. Uh, it was like uh, John Candy did Dr. Tongue's House of 3D. Yeah. And they would just take like an apple pie and put it in a camera. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> right. It w- that's what it seemed like they were doing with the effects. Right. It's like they just had this stuff and then they're just showing it right to the camera. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Oh, it's like right up in your face. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving on. Next was uh, seventh film, which is number seven in my The New Nightmare, where Wes Craven. Right. This is the first time that we meet Wes Craven. And this was my number one. I don't know why. I love this movie. Jesus Christ. I enjoyed it, it, too. I just why? And, and the, set, the thing is, is also I, this one's fresh to me because I never saw this until I got oh. the collection. It's 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 a very meta movie. It's the it, it reminds me of those screen movies where it's a or not or. Where it's a it's a movie set in a movie about a movie, yes. right? About a book, right? Or a, a script. Yeah, it's like my God, it's like and the kid, that kid that plays, the the is Heather Langenkamp's kid. Yeah, and he he's been in uh, Pet Cemetery, and a couple other films as well. 
Let me tell you something. To that boy's credit, he's a fucking creepy little guy. <laughs> he really is. It's the kid that played Gage in Pet Cemetery. That's exactly. But he's fucking creepy. He, <laughs> he is holy shit. And I, I give him all the credit in the world. If I ever meet him, I'm going to tell him he was the shining point of that movie. Because, good Lord, I mean, just he just is... He was the kid that was at like the playground was gonna jump off the top of the yes okay yeah, but yeah. just the way it's like the the kid's acting skills at that level were amazing because it's like he's wandering around the house like a zombie, and then the minute somebody like wakes him, he just screams bloody murder right yeah. in their face yeah and it's like dear God I just oh I drop the kid and run <laughs> I I wouldn't care yeah. It's, <laughs> But, I mean, I didn't like the fact that, like, Freddy was a real thing in Wes Craven's mind. And, again, this is where it's like, where's the movie begin and end? You know? Well, that's the whole that point was, of this movie. Yeah, it was, a, it was a weird concept movie. That's what I loved. I, I, I've never seen anything like that before, and it, I thought that was pretty Well, this was, and this was Wes, Wes Craven's return to the franchise. Yeah. yeah, they had so many actors in it that were in the original, The Father. Yeah. I think even the guy that played Rod was in it, too. I think I saw him at the funeral scene. Yes. You know. No Johnny Derp, though. John, oh, I forgot to say, Johnny Depp was in the... Um, he did a cameo in um, Freddy's Dead. He did a cameo in Freddy's Dead. Really? Yep. I, I laughed my ass off when I saw it. Yeah, but he, he oddly enough, he's not in this one. Yeah, there was no wisecracking. I don't know. I didn't really care for it, only because, again... That the nurses at the hospital. God damn it. Assholes. Assholes. You've worked in the healthcare business for years. You know nurses are assholes. Yeah, but it, they always seem to be these <laughs> every movie it's like, yeah, you know, it's like we're doing what's best and we don't care what you say. This is when they locked him in the room and the body went flying and they were going they're calling for help and no help came or something like that. Well, yeah, yeah. She uh the babysitter. Yeah. Yeah, and and then the nurses got that was Wes Craven's daughter that played one of the nurses. Oh. And, um, but yeah, it was, they got punched out when he got out of the room. I, I didn't, I didn't care for it. I was happy. Like all these uh, characters were back, but it just was very confusing is the best way I can put it because right. it was like, Oh, you're doing a new nightmare movie, you know? And they've even mentioned how many sequels it had. So this was like, you know, Happening in the real world. Yes. But you got Heather Langenkamp, but she's married to a guy who's not, who's actually an actor. I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, they had the producers and Wes Craven played themselves in it. All, all a lot of these higher ups played themselves. Yes. Which was weird. Right. Because you're playing yourself in a fictional universe about a character who doesn't exist that comes back. Yes. That's, it's a very meta movie. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't care for it. Again, it poop was, on you. It's 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 a little bit above. It's a little bit above Bill's comprehension level. <laughs> it's not above my. That's but seriously, when you when you like see him when you find when they find the script and like then you go like, holy shit, it's happening as he's writing. Yeah, you know you're like. Look, I'm Fuck. just if you're gonna make a movie about a movie, okay, you gotta do it, you gotta do it correct. Take Clerks three. I haven't seen it yet. Neither have I. I'm gonna be seeing it soon, <laughs> probably this weekend. I I was I, I was actually gonna. I'm thinking about. I'm not gonna do it this weekend because I have too much, yeah, uh, to do. But I think next weekend I'm actually gonna drop the 15 bucks and buy it 
on uh, I'm gonna, on Amazon. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna probably laugh my ass off because you know they're they're that's how you do a movie in a movie. Well, supposedly uh, the ending is a real tearjerker. From what I've from what I've heard, I don't know. I don't know. He, Kevin Smith is known for jerkers, but they're not tears. <laughs> well, this so, is true. We'll but, see. All right, moving on to the last film. The last one, I rank number four, my fourth favorite, Freddy versus Jason. I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. I did too. More more than I should have because I wasn't. I'm not really a big Friday the Thirteenth fan. Right. God damn, this was a fun movie. See, I like the I was kind of disappointed when the movie came out um, because I like I had mentioned on a previous episode, I have a spec script for Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, that is nothing like Mm. what made it to film. Yeah, Um, you know, there's like a, a cult of Freddy and this and that in the spec script. Whereas this is, you know, nothing like that. It was, it was, it seemed to me, and I loved it for this. It was like, it was a Nightmare on Elm Street movie and a Friday the 13th movie slammed together at high speed. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was awesome, you know, and Jason got, and did the kill count in this was amazing. The amount of people that, that, that died at the party. Well, yeah, because now, now you've got. Two of the most iconic slasher characters mm-hmm. in the same film, mm-hmm. and they're trying to outdo each other. Yep. Well, well, I think Freddie just wants to get his name out there again. Yeah. But then Jason won't stop. Right. Yeah. That and that pisses Freddie off. Pissed him off. And that was the best part. It's like it's like, oh, now he won't. The dog's gotta go down. It's like, yeah. But it was it was it wasn't. I mean, it's not a terrible movie. It's it's a it's a fun ending. Just to see those two beating the shit out of each other, and it, it's not the uh, it's not the worst of either franchise. No, no, nope, not the worst. Definitely, there was a lot worse. Uh, you know, like Jason takes uh, the space one. Yeah, uh, Jason X. Yeah, oh Jason, my God. Jason in space. <sighs> I am gonna though. I am after doing this. I want to actually sit down and watch all the Friday Thirteenth as well. You know. Well, not no, not for the podcast. Well, I'm just well. I just well now that football's over, I'm I'm back to watching movies again. And this was one that I just wanted to just jump into. Yeah, because yeah. I because it's been so long since I watched these. And yeah, my, my fucking DVD player only I had double sided DVDs. Yeah, you were saying. Yeah, fucking only plays. Well, <laughs> I ended up watching everything on fucking HBO anyway. Yeah. Um. Whoa. Overall, overall, I loved all the movies, and I. Freddy was such I did not realize how much of my youth I spent watching Freddy. I know, right? Yeah. You know, there was there was a good solid chunk of my my elementary school to high school existence revolved around Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Hmm. But we had some great slashers back then, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Um I mean, the, the you had you had of course Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees, yep. Michael Myers. Yep. Um, Candyman, Candyman, Leatherface, 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 and then you know, like you then like Scream. You get into Scream, and that's like the rebirth of the slasher. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you have Jigsaw, which is like a new age mm. slasher. Yep. 
and then you have I don't know if you've ever watched them, um, the Hatchet series. No, no. Um, a guy that made his bones playing Jason Voorhees did them. Oh, Kane. Yep, Kane Hodder. Okay. Um, there's a series called Hatchet, and like their one of their taglines was "Good old American splatter," <laughs> and it is. They're they're fucking gory. They're violent. They're they're excellent movies. The Hatchet series, um, you know. There, uh, there's. Uh, well, we can't forget Psycho. Well, Psycho, Norman Bates is in a slasher though. Well, you're great. See, Nor- no, see that? Yeah, the the Psycho movies were like. The, I love the story that they. I, those are also big favorites of mine. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 a it's an. It's another one. It's one of the many dramatized retellings of Ed Gein. I don't think so. No, it is. Hitchcock even admitted it. Well, yeah, but I mean, like the first one, I mean, was, you know, he just had, you know, mother issues. Yeah. The, the <laughs> second the second one, I mean, he was pushed into that. Yeah. I mean, they they pretty, they pretty much just won. They they tried to make him snap. And they made him, yeah. and they made him snap. Yep. And right. then, and then the third one comes around. Right. And it's like, well, now, you, now you've unleashed the fucking genie <laughs> asshole. Congratulations. You can't put the bullet back in the gun. Yeah. But yeah, um, I, I yeah, that was uh, you know, like parts of that were taken from the story of Ed Gein. Leatherface was you know another retelling of Ed Gein. Yeah. Um, there's been so many. Film, uh, you know, f- slasher films that have taken mm-hmm. parts of the Ed Gein story and used it in their mythology. Um, and then there's been like bio, uh, not really biopics, but uh, tellings of the story of uh, the actual story of Ed Gein. Yeah, he's, he's one of the most famous farmers. I think, uh, isn't that um, Motel Hell? I think also probably. Motel Hell. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. The Butcher of Plainfield. Yeah. He's, there's. Man, it's just that that guy just like got everyone right. Can you imagine if he wasn't around? What horror would have looked like? I know, right? Cool. And and, <laughs> like, and oddly enough, the inspiration to two of my favorite songs in the whole wide world: "Dead Skin Mask," yeah, by Slayer, yeah, and "Nothing to Gain" by Mudvayne. <laughs> nothing to nothing gain. to gain. Oh my God! Oh God! <laughs> Cold and silent, soiled face, I will wash it all away with my love. That's all she's ever needed from me. It's my tie to mother. <laughs> uh, Sheltered please. life, innocence, insane memories, trapped in the war of hemispheres. Oh, great. I love that fucking song. <coughs> I'm trying to think of a. Do you guys ever see Joyride? Yes. I, I, I love that. Like that scene when they're talking on a CD, they're busting the driver. Oh, God. And then, like he goes, you know, your taillights out. And it's <laughs> just like. Boom. Yeah. It's it's hmm. about uh, like these college kids. They're going. I think they're leaving college. I don't know. I know that they were. I remember they were fucking about on the CB. Yeah, they're going on a road trip. They're fucking about on a CB. They, they they basically played games with the wrong trucker. Oh, OK. Set them up to go to a hotel room with pink champagne and roses and shit like that. And they're really making a dick out of this guy. And right. then at one point they're driving, you know, on the interstate at night. And they're once again fucking about on the CB. And then he comes over and goes, you're right. You better get that fixed or something like that. And they're like, what? You're right. Taillight. It's out. And then they turn around. The fucking truckers right behind. Them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a movie that uh, it's like fucking about with the wrong guy. The Hitcher. You ever see that one? Yep. Long Rucker time Hauer. ago. I saw that. With Ru- yep. With Rucker Hauer. 
That's what the hitchhiker, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, C. Thomas Howell, Jennifer Jason Lee. Excellent movie. They re they redid it. And I can never bring myself to watch the reboot because the first one, I'm such a fan of the first one. Yeah. Of the original. Because uh, like anything with Rutger Hauer, I'm I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like Hobo with a Shotgun is fucking fantastic. Dude, never, never heard of it. <laughs> I know. Before you leave, <laughs> let me know. I'll I'll grab it for you. No, don't. I don't have time. I still got his fucking young ones sitting on front of my TV. Oh God. The uh yeah Hobo, Hobo with a Shotgun is excellent, and that's actually done by uh, one of the guys who do, did the Dark Side of the Ring series for Vice TV. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jason Husney. Yeah. Uh, he did, uh, or Evan Husney rather. He, he did that movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. The one, the one thing I remember about that movie is one of the most interesting, I'm going to call it torture tropes that I have seen. I've seen it in many movies that it has to become a trope when you torture somebody by putting them in a punching bag. Yes. Oh, that is, that part is in that movie, but it's. I mean, I've seen it so many times, and it just every time I every time I see a scene where someone's beating a punching bag for no apparent reason, I'm like, "Oh, there's a body. There's a, there, <laughs> there's there, a body there's, in there. There's somebody in there. <laughs> it's like that's fucked up." Oh Christ! You know another another uh, horror franchise, not horror franchise, but another franchise that uh, is pretty good that you guys should check out sometime is the Machete. Series. I haven't seen them yet. I haven't seen them. Anything, but that's another one though. Anything with Danny Trejo. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. Oh yeah, I I fan him since Desperado. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's a freaking movie I haven't seen in a minute. That's a great movie. Uh, did you ever watch the original? Yes. Uh, the El Mariachi. Yes, I did. Yeah, I've seen. It's been a long time Who since the fuck I watched else that. Is in that? Uh, that's Antonio Banderas. I, was, I, I thought so. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Selma Hayek. Yep, uh, yep. Uh, I don't think there was anybody other famous. Well, Tarantino's Tarantino's in it. in it in a clip, and Cheech is in it as a bartender. Yeah, um, same thing with uh, Napa Stars Eddie. Yep, same with uh, uh, from Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah. Robert Robert Rodriguez, because oh, like from Dusk Till Dawn, you've got Tarantino's in that. Mm-hmm. Clooney. Yep. Danny Trejo's in that. Cheech plays the guy outside the bar. Oh, I'm trying to think of the the special effects genius. Tom Savini. Tom Savini plays in it, yes. Yep, yep, Tom Savini. I love Cheech in there, though. We got red pussy, green pussy, (laughs) snapping pussy. We got pussy for a penny. If you can find cheaper pussy anywhere, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Cheech is is so great in that. Oh, God, I haven't seen that in a hot minute. Uh, Harvey Keitel plays the father. Yep. Uh, Juliette Lewis is in that. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they are able to get cast together just wonderfully. Oh, yeah. yeah, that I mean, uh, that was when Tarantino was really hot, yes. too. And then, you know, he teams up with Robert Rodriguez, who just came off of doing Desperado. Yep. You know, so, you know, they got two of the, you know, two of the biggest names at the time in Hollywood. And Tarantino has gone on, you know, to make some of the greatest. Oh, yeah greatest movies of the last oh, yeah. 25 years oh, or, yeah. you know yeah i think i think grindhouse kind of like slowed their momentum down for a while yeah because of what it was but i mean after that well the hateful eight was a great movie yep. when it came out well kill bill one and two are great too. oh my god yeah. yes yeah yes oh it was every it was it was like printing fucking money well, the with first, those the two. first one was uh uh 
Reservoir Dogs. That's it. Well, yes. te- technically, that was the first one he directed. The first one he wrote was True Romance. Okay. Never heard of that one. That's a Bronson Pinchot. Bronson uh, Pinchot. Christian Slater. Dennis Hopper. Yep. Uh, Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Didn't see that. Oh, God. Great movie. Awesome Great movie. Great movie. Uh, Harvey Keitel. Yes. Pulp but, Fiction was pretty good, too. Pulp, Pulp Fiction's great. That's oh, one of that, that. And you can thank Pulp Fiction for bringing Uma Thurman. Yes. To mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bringing back the career of John Travolta. Yep. I, um, you know, Samuel L. Jackson's great in it. Ving Rhames is great in it. Uh, Patricia Arquette, once again, is in it. Eric Stoltz. Bruce There's Willis. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Oh, that movie. Fucking awesome. That movie is so great. That was, I saw that. Um, I saw that for the first time. For the first time I, in the theater when I was living in Panama. Wow. Wow. Yep. So that was 94. That I saw that I saw that for the first time, and to this day, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, that is that is a. It's a, it's one it's is it's up there for me too. Pulp Fiction is one of the few movies that uh, is, is, I loaned out and never got back. No, oh. I don't have it. No, I know I know who does. <laughs> I know exactly who I loaned it to, and and she never gave it back. So, um, <sighs> so the reason I don't like loaning out movies. But I got one question for you. Hmm. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? <laughs> what? <laughs> does he look like a bitch? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's such a fucking great. That whole say scene. what? Say, say what, what one more time, motherfucker. I double dare you. <laughs> what ain't no country I ever heard of? Do they speak English and what? Does he look like, like a bitch? Then why'd you try to fucking bread? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. God. That I I think I still remember the whole Ezekiel twenty five seventeen <laughs> bit too, but I'm not gonna do it. Oh right my yeah, god! The whole the movie was confusing with the way it started. It starts in the the diner. Here you go, getting confused again. Yeah. No. It, oh it, no, that dude, that that well, movie I know it flops all over. It, yeah, but I mean that that was a new storytelling style. Well, yes, that, it, it was because he he told everything from. It was almost like Reservoir Dogs. Well, He's yeah, showing it from somebody else's multiple perspective. perspectives. Yeah. yeah. And once you got used to that later on, then in the beginning, it's like, oh, Jesus, I don't get this. And, <laughs> and like, wait, Vinny Vegas isn't dead now. What the hell? It's like, <laughs> yeah. And if I wish they would have done it, I wish Tarantino would have done it. He had, there had been talk after Pulp Fiction, they were going to do a movie about the Vega brothers, mm-hmm. Vincent Vega, which is John Travolta's yeah. character, yeah, yeah. and his brother. Was Michael Madsen's character in Reservoir Dogs? Oh shit! Yes, mm-hmm. they were gonna do uh, like a, a a thing, a story about the Vega brothers. Yeah, but it never came to fruition. I wish it would have. That would have been great. Was it? Was Tom Sizemore in any of those? Tom Sizemore. Yes. Yeah, Sizemore was in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, he was in okay. Reservoir Dogs. It was kind of funny where Reservoir Dogs. The, you think the movie's about a heist, right? You never see the heist. No, you see the planning. Yep, and you see the aftermath. Yes, but and I love that that whole. It's almost like the you don't need to see that piece of it. Right. It, you know, one of the, like the most iconic scenes in Reservoir Dogs 
is stuck in the middle with you. Oh, yes. God, yeah. Yes, and that, that's when he has the knife, correct? Yep, when he cuts the, the yeah. cop's ear off yep, with the yep, straight yep. razor. <laughs> Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. <laughs> yeah. I, every time I hear that song. That's exactly what I think. I of think too. of fucking Reservoir yep. Dogs. Such a... And, and Tarantino uses such great music in his movies. Always. Always yep. uses great stuff in his movies. Um, I... And such great actors, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Buscemi's in a lot of his stuff. Yep. yep. You know, uh, he plays Mr. Pink in Reservoir Dogs. Why do I got to be Mr. Pink? <laughs> I don't tip. Uh, <laughs> throw a fucking dollar in there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, such good stuff. Um, well, Django, we had uh, DiCaprio and... Uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. Yep, Jamie Foxx and Django Unchained. Django Unchained was an awesome movie. Yeah. That's a great movie. Um, and DiCaprio is fucking fantastic in that. Yep. It's a, it's, it's a good movie. I, I agree. Hateful Eight was, you know. Hateful Eight was fun. Oh, yeah. Except for the fact that Kurt Russell destroyed a priceless Martin guitar from the Martin guitar. <laughs> the scene where Kurt Russell smashes the guitar against the wall. Yeah. They borrowed a they borrowed a fucking guitar from the Martin Guitar Museum, right? Yeah. And before they could yell cut, no. They thought Russell didn't know. Kurt Russell didn't know that this that it was the real guitar. But he ends up smashing like an 1840 original yeah. Martin CF Martin guitar. Yeah, he thought it was a prop. He thought it was the prop. Oh. And for that reason and that reason alone, the Martin Guitar Company will no longer loan instruments for to any production. I don't fucking blame them. Yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee's reaction in that scene is legit. Genuine. It's genuine. Oh because my. Kurt Russell destroyed a practically a priceless yeah. piece of fucking musical history. Oh my god. Yep, but uh, that movie was was also yeah, it was very good. Then that new one, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was good, too. That I, was oh, that was fun. I didn't see that. Oh, shit. That has Brad Pitt in it, too, because, I mean, yeah. there you go again. Well, Brad, Kitt, Brad Pitt and DiCaprio. And he was in Inglorious Bastards. Yep. yep. And it's 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 a different history of the Manson murders. Yeah. Okay. Which is, which is hilarious. And I, I, my favorite part of that movie is when he's yelling at them. He's like, get this mechanical asshole off my street. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a different, it's like, it's a different retelling of the Manson murders. Uh It's a really fun movie. Kind of weird to say about, you know, it is. No, but it is. I mean, it is, it is an actually a quite the fun movie. Well, Brad Pitt plays, uh, an aging TV star. Okay. Okay. And DiCaprio Bodyguard, bodyguard. He plays the, he plays the stunt man. To DiCaprio's... That's right. DiCaprio's the freaking... Aging star. The aging star. Okay. And Brad Pitt is his best friend, bodyguard, yeah, yeah. stunt double type deal. Really good fucking movie. Um, it's a lot of fun, but there's... I, I cannot think of a, of, a, of a Tarantino movie I did not enjoy, though. No, I actually... I'd have to see his whole catalog just to think if there's one, or, one in there. The only one that we really haven't touched on is Jackie Brown. I've never seen it. I saw it when it first came out. I'm I'm in your boat there. I only ever saw it that one time. I saw it when it first came out. I should go. I should actually revisit it. But um, I mean, the Kill Bill movies are fantastic. Yep. Uh, David Carradine's great in those. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Uma Thurman is great in anything she does. I love Uma Thurman. Um, Lucy Liu is in there. Yep. As she's the leader of the Crazy Eighty Eights. Yep. Um. Then you, have, of course, Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. That's such a good movie. And one of my other favorite directors. Uh, plays a part in the movie. Uh, Eli Roth. Okay. He plays the bear Jew. That's right. That's right. He was he the one that was cracking heads open. Yes. Yep. Okay. I think I think there's one on the bat that he had like um all the the Jews names on it and yes and uh, Anne Frank's name was on the bat yes that was yep that the, the guy that plays him is uh mm-hmm. Eli Roth sick fuck that he is he's a twisted bastard that that movie again that movie was again they just eh, let's just retell history fuck it yeah. Hey, you know, I love I love how they shoot Hitler in the face like sixty. Oh my fucking god, times. he's like he's over dead. Yeah, it's it, it, it's a fun movie though. Mm. And then uh, Christopher, that's a pinko. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's something we should do one time. Is uh, you know just pick a Tarantino movie and, and go through it. Mm. But as uh, the three of us talked about. In the text conversation, let's uh, let's do something that we we did before, but extend it. We uh, we did our musical journey from 1984 yeah. to 1994. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I suggested that we go from 1995 to 2000. So now we're going to encompass uh, post grunge. <laughs> I ain't saying a fucking word. <laughs> and the rise of new metal. New metal. New. N-U metal. Not N-E-W's. Nope. I don't know why you're, you're trying to... Conf- I know what the hell, because I like, I like new metal. I can't get blind out of my fucking head. Can't you see I'm going blind? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, at least... It, I love corn. Corn is yeah. so fucking... There's, there's such a great live Fuck band, too. Yeah, I started, I started looking up... Uh, Looking up 95, getting myself ready for it. Well, I mean, just off the top of my head, the first album I think of, or the first album I saw that like tripped something in me from 95 was the first Alice in Chains album. Mine, I, Foo Fighters, their first album. I don't remember. But, uh, so, <laughs> so let's start that, let's start that next week. We'll do 1995 for next week. All right. I'll have to write a lot of that shit down now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we got to make its notes. Yeah, yes. we're going to need notes on this. Um, oh, there were a lot of bands formed in 95. That's just where I stopped. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I, I went on the Wikipedia yeah. page, and the fucking bands that were formed in 95, oh, my God. And we're just doing metal, right? Well, hard, heavy metal. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. polka, you know. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. I got a list. I don't even know. I can't even name two polka bands. So don't Jolly Joe Jolly Timmer. Jolly Joe Timmer. Yeah. He, he wasn't a band. He was a DJ. No, he had a band. He had a polka he was band. A, he was a polka DJ. Yeah, and, and while well, he was a band leader, we're gonna too. get down now, Vonched. Let's put it down, Vonched. <laughs> what about the barrels. What about the uh, you know? How about some champagne music, bubble music? Let's get some Lawrence Welk going. Don Ho, baby. Ooh, Oy. tiny bubble. One side by notes. In her wine, 
Oh, God. Don that Hall. used to be a damn TV show. Lawrence Welk Show. My grandmother watched that all the time. I, was, ah, I think everybody's ah, grandmother watched that. And the one, and the two. All right. <laughs> knowing my grandparents, Bill, knowing my grandparents, could you imagine Chut sitting watching the Lawrence Welk Show? <laughs> I, you know what? I bet he got pissed off when the Beatles premiered. It probably did. No, he he. Look at his fucking hairstyle. Look at the fuck. <laughs> no, we no. I he's him and my him and my grandmother are the reason I watched Hee Haw. Hee Haw was awesome. Oh, I fucking fucking loved Hee Haw. <laughs> Goddamn backwards people. Fucking it was it was Rowan and Martin's laughing for the country bumpkin set. Mm-hmm. I like laughing too, though, even though I didn't understand most of the jokes. Well, we fucking just had this discussion. Yeah. I know it's just it, it just it's singular. Yeah, you mentioned one, you mentioned the other. You can't help it. That's right, singular and circular. That's it, circular. Ah, <sighs> so all right, boys. So we have a plan for next week. Nineteen ninety five. Nineteen ninety five. Are we are we are we doing like all five weeks then? No, no, we're we're gonna break it up. Okay, I just want to. I was. Wow, your fucking math is outstanding. Shut the fuck up. No, you had to use your hands. No, because sometimes when you get into tens, like sixes and fives, like meld. You're right. Yeah, but if a six turned out to be a nine, I don't mind. (laughs) Right. So, but no, let's uh, let's break this up uh, because it it could get a little monotonous. I don't know. I think a lot changed in 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 ninety five. No, it is six. 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000. Six years. Ah, I was right. Yeah, I used my fingers. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's do 95 and see how we feel after that. Maybe we'll do 96 right away. Maybe we'll do our next deep dive. Um, maybe we'll pick a movie. Who knows? I don't know what I was doing in 95. Uh, it's a blur. It's a fucking I, blur. I, I turned 21 in 95. I turned 21 <laughs> living in Panama in 95. Yeah. Fuck. I was already very deep into the, into the 21, and it just was. Well, the, uh, see, that the, that's the whole thing is down there, I was already legal yeah. to drink. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't no thing, but it fucking. <laughs> just added to the debauchery. Oh, uh, I, I, and I was deep in debauch. <laughs> but you were, you were making up your own categories. Ooh, ooh. Fight Club, man! It's Fight Club. We don't oh. talk about that. <laughs> but anyway, so next, you, so for next week, we're gonna dive into the world of music in 1995. For me, like I said, I was living, you know, overseas, serving my country. It was a very pivotal year for my musical journey for a few reasons that I'll go into and it's shit you guys may not expect coming from me. Oh boy. But uh I will bring I'll bring it up. I know I'm going to I as I was looking at it the one album that I remember it's strange that I think I must have been working at KME when the album came out was Black Sabbath's album. Because I remember which, list, which forbidden forbidden. Okay. That's the one with iced tea on it. Yes. And hmm. I remember listening to that album all the way into work, you know, so I, I was pro- I know I, where I was working in 95. Yeah. Well, see, you do remember something. Yeah. But I also was drinking very heavily. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. So uh, good stuff. Good stuff this week. Yeah. Um. Pinky up. There you go. Yep. When in doubt, pinky out. I can't even take a drink. Bastards. 
You can, but you don't gotta <laughs> hold up the pinky while I hold my cup. All right, boys. I'm classy. Fuck so, you. So, uh, this is uh, like we said earlier. This is Jim and I's last week for the season at the haunted house. So it's gonna be a very, uh, very hectic weekend. Mm. Um, for anybody who, uh, I'll get it out of the way now. For anybody who did come to see us at Halls of Horror, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. You are the reason that we do this. Um, our fans, our fa- our fans are the best. We fucking love you guys so much, and we appreciate every one of you coming down and taking, uh, you know, taking the time and spending your hard-earned money to go through our little slice of hell. Yep. And to come and see the madness that we do, um, it's. Jim Jim can attest to this, and Bill's seen it too. Uh, the there's an amazing amount of work that goes into what amounts to 14 days. Yeah, um, we're open for 14 days out of a year, and we literally that this is the first year in a long time that I didn't help build, but we started build the the gang started to build Fourth of July weekend this year to get ready for six weekends. And we do it for, one, for the love of the game. We love what we do. Two, we do it for you guys. We, yeah. do, it for our, we do it for our fans. Because you're more to, it's more than customers. You guys legitimately are fans. This year, once again, and here, I'm going to toot my horn a little bit. <laughs> this year, I had a girl, we had a girl come through. It's the same girl who last year came through with the I Heart Uncle Touchy mask. Oh, my God. This year, she had I Heart Uncle Touchy on the front and the back of her Blood Experience t-shirt. <laughs> and uh, I I wish I knew who you were. Thank you so much. <laughs> you don't know what that you don't know what that means to me. Um, it, it's it's really humbling. It, it really is. And especially with all the shit that I went through this summer. Yeah. And not knowing if I was going to be able to do this. I I I love my haunt, I love my haunt family and I love the people that come to see us. It's fucking amazing <laughs> that we get to do this. Um thank you so much and uh sometime in the next sometime in the near future we'll get uh we'll get together with the haunt crew again <laughs> and talk a little bit about, you know, like do it like a in-depth end of the season wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, guys, um, it was good shit tonight. Yep. All right. Until next time, this has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. I'm Jim. Later on, motherfuckers.